Hello and welcome to episode 176 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, and through the uh, magic of technology, I have Brandon and Ricardo with me today. Guys, how you doing? I mean, don't everybody speak up at once, but... <laughs> I'm doing fantastic today. I'm doing fantastic. You guys stroking yeah, out. Well, I, I, I'm doing great, Jeremy. Thank you. I just want to let Ricardo, I have to let my elders speak before me always. Oh, okay. All right. I guess it's uh, age before beauty, right? <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So we uh, we haven't actually done a podcast in a few weeks, man. It's been uh, it's been kind of crazy with scheduling. And uh, I mean, I know we did put out the, the one with Aaron Baker last week, which was great. Um, I want to thank him again for, for being willing to come on the show. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we're we're back. We got we got a few in the tank now too, man. We've been been I've been interviewing people like a madman. So uh, we got we got quite a well, few. You're, coming. you're 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 a man possessed right now, Jeremy. Yeah, I've recorded. Well, I had like three cancellations last week, and then I've had like five in the last two days. So uh, that I when it rains, it pours, right? Yeah, I'll take it, man. So um. So it's probably because, you know, the holidays and stuff coming up here, right? I mean, we're only like a week or so away from Thanksgiving and yeah. stuff, right? So I'm still, yeah, yeah it's, it's still undecided if we're putting a podcast out next week on uh, Thanksgiving or it might, we might just wait till the following week. But I we'll think that's maybe. a good time. It's a good time to revisit another episode. There we go. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. We have a few. Yeah, we have some bangers in the in the uh, in the catalog. Man, so we might have, to, might have to put a couple of those out. But yeah, um, so yeah, guys, I uh, was able to connect with a young lady named Bailey Negron. Uh, she's from down in in Miami. Um, has a pretty interesting story. I, mean, I like this. Her her whole story is like crazy to me. Just you know, like the lack of kind of support that some people deal with, like with family, with you know friends like just not having kind of a, a safety net like I just feel like so lucky for for my friends and family like hearing some of you know hearing Bailey say she's like basically was homeless when she got out of of the hospital she didn't have anywhere to go because she was living with her grandmother um who had passed away right before she had her accident which is just terrible man so um you know yeah if you have well, there's a there... family support you thank yeah. your lucky stars yeah, there's a couple things that um, I really, really touched me in that story it was one, um, she had a premonition, right? She said she was like, didn't really want to go before the accident. And, um, and, you know, again, it goes back to several of the other people kind of had premonitions and, um, you know, a kind of a foresight of maybe something not foreboding happening, but something like, just didn't feel right, you know, like the day or day before or had a dream or whatever. You've had a couple people interview that way. That was that. And then like you just touched on the family support and then the abandonment and all the mental health issues that, you know, and probably PTSD and stuff that can stem from that, you know? So I noticed that when people talk about like these car accidents, and stuff like that, kind of always kind of takes you back a little bit jeremy i don't know if you noticed that in your interview but you can kind of like kind of stuns you 
yeah no for sure man there's yeah no doubt about it like it definitely yeah. does um but yeah man i mean it um sounds like bailey's kind of getting things situated and she's doing a lot better now um but yeah what a what a wild story man i was um i'm just thankful that she was willing to come on and and, and share you know i mean that's takes a lot i mean that's the other thing man it takes so much like i'm so glad i'm on this side of things and not like like i the episode where i had to tell my story i was not that was that was mm-hmm. more difficult for me like than, yeah that's that's some good perspective jeremy i mean certainly you know making yourself vulnerable and telling your story isn't isn't easy but um as soon as you know you figured out that, Hey, other people are in my situation and, and everybody has, you know, a kind of a similar yet different story. Right. I mean, a lot of you guys have gone through this, something similar being that it's a, you know, some sort of um, injury to the spinal cord, but then again, every injury is so different. And so, you know, I feel like there's probably nuggets in all the stories that somebody can relate to um, because everybody's situation is so different you know, you were fortunate enough to have a lot of family support, but like Bailey, there probably are several people that, you know, you haven't had on your show that may listen to it that that certainly didn't have that luxury. And yeah. we're, we're probably super lost, man. And, and could you imagine being um, without the family support and already feeling as lost as you probably were originally, right? And then, yeah. and just having that, that on top of it. Yeah, it's tough. It's- real tough man yeah um but i mean yeah it's tough to go through regardless if you have all the family support in the world but yeah i couldn't imagine exactly that exactly is my point yeah 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 and um so the beginning of the audio is a little scratchy so some folks that are listening to this may go oh geez it's gonna be like this the whole way but just get through that first couple minutes and it evens out nicely so um yeah we were having a little bit of technical just kind of the connection was was well i I guess we'll have to fire our audio engineer man you're fired brandon (laughs) 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 but he's got jokes everybody's got jokes all right well let's uh we'll get to bailey negron right here and uh we will talk to you guys on the other side This week on the Live to Walk Again podcast, we are excited to visit with Bailey Negron. She is a spinal cord injury survivor and a a spinal cord injury advocate. Uh, Bailey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, um, you know, for anybody that doesn't already know your story, um, can you talk about you know when you suffered a spinal cord injury and how that kind of happened um yeah um it was in 2016 I had like just turned 19 like a month before my accident um I was you know I was um in the back seat of a car crash um I I didn't like want to go in the car, but um, it was my boyfriend at the time, and um, we were like drinking and stuff like that. And you know, I didn't really want to go in the car, um, but end up happening like that. And um, his friend was driving, and he ended up like just crashing into the wall. Like there was no other vehicles or anything like that. 
yeah, it was like, it was really crazy. And so, I just remember like waking up, sorry. I just no, remember waking up with like um, ambulance or police or something. They're like, oh, um, have you guys, you've been drinking? And I was like very confused. And I told them, yeah. And they ended up airlifting me to the hospital. And I was just like very confused um, the whole time. Wow. So where, and I know you live in Miami now, I, I think anyway, um, where do you, was that where the accident happened as well? Was in Miami? Yeah, it was in Miami. It was on the Palmetto. I think it's like an expressway. Okay. Um, yeah. And they just basically crashed into the wall and I was in the back seat. Um, I didn't have a seatbelt or anything. It was a really bad night for me because I didn't want to be in the car. I was scared. I was crying because they were like going very fast. Um, it was really scary. Um, yeah. Did anybody else get injured during the crash or it was just. No, you? I think just like concussion. That's about it. Oh my gosh. So they airlift you to the hospital. Um, like what? Yeah, Jackson. They took me to Jackson Memorial. It's downtown Miami. And um, basically, I was in and out. And then they told me they had to like shave my head. <laughs> like it was like from here to here. And I was like, no, no, please don't. And they're like, we have to. You need stitches too. And then they said like they needed to do emergency surgery. And I was very confused. And I just remember waking up. Like, I had a bad dream during the surgery, I guess, too. Because I just remember waking up and I couldn't move anything. And I was freaking out. Like, I couldn't move. And I just had a, I remember I had a bad dream that, like, the nurses did something. Like, they took all my blood. Or, that's why I couldn't move. So it was just, like, very confusing the whole time for me. And then my mom and her sister ended up flying down to visit me, which was good. You know, I was in ICU. There was nobody there with me or anything like that. So it was, like, very scary. And they just stayed for, like, a week and a half. And then I was inpatient um, for almost three months. Um they allowed me to stay a little bit longer because the insurance allowed me because I was progressing. Um, so that, I guess just... they said, you know, my age, I was young. So, so you, so you go, you're in, in the hospital in the ICU for, for how long did you say? No, I was in the ICU for like two to three weeks. And then they put me to a different level, um, which was like before you do therapy. Okay. And then I did the therapy for like a month and a half, maybe. And then I was discharged. And after I was discharged, it was like reality, you know? Yeah, yeah. So what So what level um, spinal cord injury did you suffer at the time? Um, my highest level of injury is the C4, C5. Um, that's where they did the surgery. Um, I did have a fracture burst in my T11 L1, but they didn't do like any surgery. They didn't even give me a back brace or anything like that. Wow. 
Wow. Um, and so where did you, did they move you to another uh, hospital for your rehab? No, everything was in the same hospital, just like the different lower. It's a very big hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And is that um, tied in with the Miami project there or? Is yeah, it... it is. I go to the Miami project sometimes. Well, that's it's, that's it, great. Yeah. It's not really like tied in, but like they know it's kind of connected. But yeah. So it's, you... it's nice. They did, they did good, I guess, on my surgery and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's important for sure. Um, so you said your mom and your, your sister, I think you said came down to visit or you came down to, to be with you while you were in the hospital there. Um, so you, yeah, my you mom just... and my aunt. Okay. So were you, did you grow up in another area then and you had just moved to Miami like after high school or whatever? Um, or your mom just lived in a different area from you? Actually, no, I, I grew up here since I was like a baby with my grandmother in Miami, but I did live in Wisconsin for like three and a half years from age 13 to 17. Uh, um, you know, I was getting in trouble down here kind of. So I went up to Wisconsin with my parents and I do have two younger siblings there, um, but I don't really like it there at all. And I just missed my grandma a lot. So I came back when I was 17, like I was not allowed to until, you know, a judge said, okay, you can go back. And then, um, yeah, I, it was, it was, it was crazy because, um, a week, like a week and a half before my car accident, she passed away. Like she had a stroke. So she was in the hospital and I was the one was supposed to be in charge of making all the decisions yeah oh. so then my accident happened and then everything was just it was just done oh my gosh that's terrible i'm so sorry to hear that um so yeah. you're transitioning out of the hospital then um you know and out of that kind of bubble that you're you're in well i guess actually first how much um because like you seeing you now, like, I wouldn't even know that you had a spinal cord injury unless, you know, I saw like you in the, the harness, like doing the walking machine and stuff like that on your social media and whatnot. Um, what, what level of, um, like movement and, um, and motion and feeling and everything did you have coming out of rehab? Like, it was like, it was completely different because now I'm seven years, like, um, injured but it was completely different I know my body felt a lot more swollen and numb and a lot more like um pins and needles and like weird painful um sensations and stuff like that and I weighed a little bit more so you know it's still hard for me now to like pick up my legs and stuff you know I have dropped foot so it's it's still like difficult and stuff like I had a knee injury before the accident which kind of like I think it's it, it's um stopped my progress a lot um but basically I couldn't walk on my own I was just standing up and you know trying to regain like um like 
balance kind of or just strength. Um, I would get very lightheaded. Um, I had low blood pressure. Um, so I basically like I didn't really have anyone to take care of me after I left. So you know, it was just things I had to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so did you have to leave the hot when you left the hospital? Though, so you're you're in a wheelchair when you leave the hospital. Yeah, I, yeah. in the hospital, they you know they let me use an electric chair, but leaving, I just got like a rental regular, um, manual chair, and I couldn't push it or anything because my upper body was very weak, and um, I I wouldn't use it. Um, the person that was supposed to be helping me was one of my aunts from my grandfather. Um, she's not too far from my age, but she has like her own issues. So she couldn't really take care of me. So I, you know, just had to do everything myself most of the time. It wasn't easy at all. Like a lot of people would try to take advantage of me or my situation things like that um but you know I, I guess everything just made me stronger I guess wow um so are you living at your grandma's house then when you get out of the hospital or were you like out on your own with your boyfriend or um yeah I was out on my own um my boyfriend at that time who's my ex he was supposed to help like take care of me but he was living with his parents, like his mom and stepdad. And they basically said that it's too much responsibility for him. So I didn't go there. I went to um, my aunt. She was living in my great grandmother's house who wasn't there anymore. And like an apartment with her boyfriend. So and we're close in age. So things didn't really work out well. And um, I ended up leaving there. I tried to rent a room, a friend that I knew before she had kids and stuff. She wanted to get a four bedroom apartment. So I tried to rent a room from her. Things didn't really go so well. And then I was just, you know, going house to house, friends to friends. Yeah, I did so have one friend. Yeah. You're in a wheelchair, like having to like, just find new accommodations constantly. That's yeah. Cool. Like, honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't even use a wheelchair. So I fell so many times, like, it was crazy. Jeez, that is nuts. So anyway, sorry, I, I interrupted you there. Go ahead. It's okay. Um, I did have one friend who I thought, you know, like, was one a good friend. Like, I met her um, in Social Security. She was my intake person. And she kind of helped me, like, here and there, um but I just I I don't know like you you can't like when you're injured like a spinal cord injury it's like um it's difficult like it's very difficult <laughs> but she kind of like because I ended up living with her 2023 like I lived with her after the whole thing with my aunt and stuff but like you know everybody has their own things, kids, work, things like that. So it's like a lot to help somebody who needs so much help. Um, but, you know, there's ways to go about things. You don't just like, you know, be rude or throw them to the street, you know, things like, or, you know, like say like, oh, you're never gonna, um, 
you're never gonna make it without me or things like that like that's really mean because you know our injury the spinal cord injury is like it's not something you can just like heal or get rid of really so it's like really difficult but like she kind of felt like I guess she kind of felt like she owned me because she did help me in the beginning so like in 2023 she was like telling me everything to do babysit her kid do like do crazy things drive her car <laughs> like it's crazy and um then when you don't do what somebody says it's like you know like you can't be friends anymore so that yeah that's tough that's super tough um yeah i, I just I, i'm in shock so like do they have i mean were you able to get caregivers or anything like once you were did get to a place like where is there like a like a um, social safety net in florida that you were able to take advantage of honestly it, it's difficult like i'm still basically homeless to this day um i'm grateful because i, I right now i'm staying at my friend's parents house um i'm in west palm beach right now my friend is no longer here anymore so it's really sad but um i'm grateful his parents you know, help me when they can, but it's not easy, you know, like I don't have a high school diploma. So they're kind of like pushing me to try to do my GED and things like that. Um, you know, before my injury, I was very active. I would work two jobs at least, you know, like, um, so it's just like adjusting to this new lifestyle kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it takes time. That kind of, uh, you know, brings me to to the next question. Like, I I know, um, you know, obviously, you're able to now move around quite a bit more than than a lot of people with spinal cord injuries. um, But, you know, you are still dealing with some issues from that. So, you know, large, a lot of people dealing with this injury, fall into depression shortly after their injury and like, just dealing with all this stuff, like I'm sure you probably did too. You know, what, what was that like for you, um, you know, after, after the paralysis um, and being so young, like just out of, you know, high school, they don't even quite have your degree yet or anything. So like, how did you deal kind of juggle the mental health side of things? It was hard. Um, I never honestly paid attention so much to my mental health before my injury but it kind of opened my eyes, like, you know, like people suffer probably with depression and they don't even know it because it gets labeled as like other things, you know, ADHD, anxiety, just weird, random things. But after my accident, like I would cry every single day. Like I was so sad. Um, I was just so sad and it's hard. Like, I was smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> it was very hard. Yeah. But I, I'm grateful that I'm doing a lot better now. Um, I still get um, depressed and stuff a lot. But I just um, try to remember, you know, how far I've come. And that, you know, there are other people with spinal cord injuries that, like, they they look up to me kind of like they think I'm doing so good, you know, for my injury, but like they don't like know the pain and 
feelings and you know the struggles because they have their own struggles and things like that but you know like it's not a competition or a comparison like you know we're all battling things like even somebody without uh injury could be battling with depression like so severe and like it, it's difficult because like you know like people always come up to you or look at you and ask you like hey were you born like that or like what happened and things it's just it always brings up feelings and stuff but you know I am seven years now um so I've come a long way and just learning basically how to be a better person and um friend or you know just a better advocate and things like that yeah no for sure that makes what you just said makes me think of a guy named Jorge Sierra that I've had on the podcast before that um is like a motivational speaker and yeah he has a spinal cord injury and he always talks about what what is your wheelchair like with people that are in a wheelchair but I mean you kind of fall into that category too because maybe somebody looks at you and doesn't realize that you had this spinal cord injury because you can kind of walk around and stuff. But, you know, it's like, we all have a wheelchair. It's just some of us, you can see them. Some people you can't. Right. So. Um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Like I have like AFOs and KFOs, like like braces and things like that, but it's people still are not going to know, Oh, it's a spinal cord injury or if I just walk, you know, stuff they don't know like maybe they'll ask me oh do you have cerebral palsy or like what happened like right. or they'll just say are you okay <laughs> like they'll just say like are you okay i'm yeah. like yeah man so um how much so after you get out and you're dealing with like trying to figure out where you're gonna live and, and kind of surviving what are you able to continue with um like outpatient rehab at that point or you know doing anything to to try to to heal yourself or it's just kind of this comes back on its own just out of yeah honestly after I was discharged from the hospital I only had like two physical therapy appointments and they basically kicked me out they said they need like it's they need space like for people that need it more than me which is kind of messed up I think it's because I showed up late, maybe twice. I mean, you know, transportation, public transportation and stuff like that. Right. But um, yeah, like I wasn't using a wheelchair. I wasn't like, it was, it's very hard for me to walk because my knees ex- hyperextend backwards, like too much. Yikes. So it's like difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I just like, Honestly, I, since I couldn't do anything, I was so weak. I would just lay on the floor, maybe put meditation on, stretch. I was smoking a lot. <laughs> so I would kind of like use it like as a as a tool. Like I would smoke and then I would just like meditate and like try to push my limits and boundaries of what I could do or strength and things like that. But eventually like... I got therapy somewhere else. It wasn't really very good. It was just like, oh, sit on the on a machine, like the new step machine, things like that. Um, I mean, I found that the pool, 
I wasn't, I didn't have access to a pool before, but this past year I went to the pool a lot and um, I found that that kind of helps a lot. If you um, like go to the pool, rest for like a day or something and then exercise the next day or sh like stretch or um, just little movements like that you've never done or just that you have done, just keep pushing yourself. Um, yeah, I've seen but, you, I've seen you go live um, doing like kind of whatever swimming or like swimming in the pool and like doing like workouts in there from time to time. So that's that's very cool. I know um, on your social media you talk a lot about kind of health being wealth um, and and things like that. Uh, you know, what are yeah, what are what like what is your daily or weekly or whatever um like workout routines like what are you what are you doing to kind of like keep gaining more uh function and 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 kind of strength um honestly i was doing a lot better like um two like two or three years ago i was more um focused on my diet i still am again now but this like this whole 2023 i was just eating like whatever um I was doing a lot better I was going to the gym like early in the morning or late at night like at least three times a week I was drinking smoothies juices salads I was eating very healthy and I felt a lot better um it's something I just realized I woke up today feeling like I didn't want to wake up I just kept going back to sleep like it was so painful I don't know if it's because the weather it's like raining off and on which gives me a lot of pain um but I ate like a piece of ham last night and I don't know if that maybe that's what made me feel like not getting up very painful but like I noticed eating a lot of meat um like red meats and stuff like that um it makes me feel very bad and um yeah, yeah sure. I, I try if you don't yeah. eat it a lot I'm sure it really like it's probably hard for your body to process but it was like because before my injury I would eat whatever you know like meat all the time like eat anything so yeah. it's like it's not something just after your injury you can just stop because it's like your body is like um used to eating like these processed foods chips mcdonald's like whatever unless you had a really good diet i mean i would eat fruit and vegetables but i ate a lot of meat or processed foods fast foods things like that and um so i tried um to like eat all healthy but it's like it didn't work for me just like that like i kind of had to like um like eat healthy, eat like a little bit of meat when I want to like balance it out. So like my body will like start working normal, but it's, it's still not like 100% normal. Like I have like my stomach hurts a lot, which affects my lower back injury. That's the 11 L1. And um, I basically constantly like have pain in my lower back. So I'm no, it's, it's, like, right. it's when all right. I eat meat, yeah, when I eat like meat, it makes it feel like more pressure or like it feels like heavy. Oh man. That's tough. 
that's yeah that's really terrible and, and like that's the other thing it's like yeah i mean you even though you you may not always look like you have a spinal cord injury you're still dealing with like the nerve pain and everything that, that a lot of us are so um, yeah it's like a yeah. nerve pain that's terrible yeah no kidding no kidding um you know i wanted to know too you know for you know putting it out there about your spinal cord injury and, and kind of um sharing your story on your social media and stuff you know how difficult was that for you to do because i know like that you know I don't know. I'm, I'm terrible with doing that myself. Like, even though I have the podcast, like I, that's pretty much all I post on, on social media is the podcast. So, um, you know, how difficult was it for you to share your story and what kind of feedback did you get from like family, friends, even strangers? It was really difficult for me. It's actually like something I battled with for years. Like, some even now, like sometimes I don't really want, like on my story or my 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 feed, like I don't really want to post so much about my injury. But I don't, it, like I don't let it stop me. Like you know, it's not like it's not like I don't have an injury. So it's my life, you know. But it's like, um, it's like it kind of like changed my life a lot because it's like people I grew up with that are my I'm I rarely have friends that are my age now. Like, they're always like older and there are people from like middle school or high school that like look at my page and stuff and um they're my friends but like from a distance and things like that it's like I just mainly just like more friends with people like of the final for community kind of thing or or just I've always kind of been the person to be friends with people like in the thirties. I'm twenty six. Okay. Yeah, wow. Um so yeah, well that's I mean that's awesome that you like felt comfortable enough to share some stuff on there and I know you have some a few videos and, and things of you like doing like I said like the uh the leg area where you're able to walk with the harness and everything on like from back when you first got injured. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's awesome. Like keep up, you know, keep sharing your, your story. I think it's super important for, uh, for people to see that, that yeah, like spinal cord injuries come in all different shapes and sizes and they affect us all pretty, pretty terribly. But, um, you know, I'm glad that you're, you're sharing some of your stuff and I appreciate you coming on um bailey can you give me your uh give everybody your social media um pages like facebook instagram whatever else my, you're on my instagram is blessed bailey 305 um and that's another thing like i would love to post more like you know but it's it's difficult i mean it's not like i can like hold the phone like before and like just post whatever and things like that. Um, I did start a YouTube channel like two or three years ago, but I stopped. And it's something I want to try to do again eventually. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I've it's I've met like some people from social media with spinal cord injuries from social media, like in different states and things like that. Like I think you know. Um, a girl named Hannah 
maybe. Yeah, yeah, she's walking. I met her through a friend, actually, but we stayed, like, um, friends on Instagram and stuff, and she was really cool. I met her once, actually, in this house. <laughs> My friend brought her here, and oh, she was really cool. cool. Yeah, oh, that's very cool. Yeah, I mean, that's the that, that's such an important thing. And like, that's what we're trying to build here with the podcast and everything is it's like a community, you know, like for people to be able to listen to your story or listen to, you know, anybody's story that we've had on just kind of maybe get new tips, things like that, that, that uh, might work for them. So um, yeah, I don't know um, where you're located. Um, I'm about as far from Miami as you can get in the United States. I'm in Washington State up in the Northwest. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they do like like things out there, like convention. Like we had the Abilities Expo. Um, yeah, like I wish they would bring one up here because I know there are like quite a few people with, with spinal cord injuries and different things like that, uh, mobility issues. But yeah, they, it seems like they always do them in like really LA. Cool. And yeah, it seems like they always do them in like LA and like warmer areas or something. So I uh, think so, because there was like people from other states and it was cool because they had like a rock climbing wall and the guy said he was from California, I believe. So it was really cool because I got to do it. <laughs> and that was something like for weeks that like on my bucket list that I wanted to do. Like, so it was really cool. Like, yeah, and I just, like feel bad too like maybe like people in other states they don't have like meetings and support and groups or things that you know we do in Miami or you know maybe Atlanta or California yeah yeah well all right um yeah Bailey thank you so much for coming on so oh well hold on so Instagram is blessed or blessed Bailey 305 and I'll, I'll attach all these on uh, on the podcast notes as well but um what are where are you at on Facebook is it just Bailey Negron yeah Facebook just Bailey Negron and then are you on anything else yeah. TikTok or anything like that uh, I'm I'm working my way into TikTok it's something I'm trying to learn yeah I don't like look I'm I'm way older than you and I, I'm too old for TikTok. I can't learn any new social media. So I'm, I'm yeah. Instagram and Facebook and that's it. <laughs> well, that's um, good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. Um, but yeah, well, I, I will, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll attach all your, uh, socials on to the, to the podcast. And once again, thank you so much for, uh, for being willing to come on and talk about your story. Thank you for having me. It was yeah. a pleasure. Thank for sure, so Bailey. Yeah, we'll stay in touch. Thank you. All right, that was Bailey Negron. I want to definitely thank her again. Um, you know, such a, such just a crazy story. I mean, everybody's got like every story that we have on here is just, you know, tragic and and but also motivational, inspirational, all that stuff, man. So I want to thank her for for uh, being willing to come and share with us. So I think we should put this story out for um, all our representatives and politicians that don't think it'll happen to their families about universal health care to throw somebody out on the streets where they don't have a place to live or go through recovery for every individual with a spinal cord injury. There needs to be a better safety net. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't want to get political, but I, you know, it's the holiday season and everybody, you know, we just got done with an election and stuff like that. But the thing is, is when you put your money where your mouth is and people donate to charities and stuff like that, go talk about universal health care for everybody. Absolutely. We got to start somewhere. And I think it should start with the most disadvantaged people. Yeah, I don't disagree, man. Not at all. Uh, yeah, for uh, and like, so I guess we like the last time we recorded, um, I had not received uh, the awesome gift box that Aaron Herb sent to us. Well, to me, not you guys. Um, I'm not sharing any of this soap or uh, or foaming body scrub with either of you guys. It's all mine. Um, but, uh, yeah, I want to thank her again. I think she's about to like launch her website too. And, uh, next week, I think maybe the 20th, the 20th of November. So take a peek at that and order some soap, help her out. That'd be great. Appreciate, appreciate her sending that out to me. That was a very, very kind, but, uh, yeah, guys, what, you know, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Let's talk about that for a second. Um, it's going to be, uh, you know, both of the boys, you know, your cousins have significant others now. So it's going to be a weekend long of Thanksgiving dinners everywhere. <laughs> so, um, hopefully I only have to go to one. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we'll probably head over to the Simonette's house, but you know, um, what I found out was Carmen likes a very specific menu for, for thanksgiving and she basically only likes the food that she cooks so we she sent me a whole list of basically like the whole thanksgiving dinner so i assume she'll probably just make two of them or we'll be there'll be two of them one one will go out yeah yeah yeah, and then she'll because she wants the leftovers and all that stuff so it's it's kind of funny yeah yeah right on well uh well, what about you, Jay? Uh, probably, I, I would imagine that Josh will be here by like three o'clock, and we'll probably be drinking whiskey. And I don't know. Well, the Seahawks play that out. day, so that'll oh, be nice. That's true. Yeah, that's cool. That that'll be fun. No, we'll, be uh, yeah, yeah. Josh said he's gonna make, uh, or his, his wife is gonna make carnitas. So we're gonna do like a, oh, yum a tacos. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of turkey is a little bit overrated. It's the other stuff well, I'm there for. Yeah, he has to go to his uh, sister's house, I think, for like an hour on uh, Thanksgiving for, you know, just to have dinner with the fam or whatever. The family but, thing. Um, so I'm going to get him to bring me a plate from over there just so I can have some some turkey and all like the traditional stuff, too. So, but right, yeah, man, sure. I'm look, looking forward to it. Looking forward to watching football and hanging out with friends and family. And uh, it'll be good, man. Yeah. And. You know, and if, um, you know, if you have somebody out there that, you know, that's not going to be with friends and family, invite them to your friends and family. Yeah, good point. Absolutely. Absolutely. All yeah. right, guys. Well, till, uh, till next week, we will uh, thank, we appreciate everybody listening. Please like, rate, review, share, all that good stuff. Uh, helps us with the algorithms. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with you probably uh, the week after Thanksgiving. Hope you all have a good one. Bye. Right. Bye.